Welcome to Dr. 3, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth and climbing their standard rank ladder. I'm your host, Kat, and along with me are my fellow hosts, Grandmasters and Master Swordcaster, Dragon Rider, and Major Death is back this week. And also Smarms. Yes. We got we got a full we got a full uh full Yay. roster full this boat. week. Yes. <laughs> full boat. There we go. Love thank it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh big thanks to Smarms for filling in for me the last two weeks. It was out of town two weeks ago, new job last week, so thank you for holding down the fort without me. Oh, no problem. You know, just loving hearing myself talk, so it's a real big honor to <laughs> be able to do that. <laughs> Perfect. Who doesn't okay. like to hear themselves talk? I mean, seriously. That's what I always say, right? And everyone says yeah. I'm crazy. <laughs> you certainly don't get into podcasting because you don't like talking. <laughs> uh, True enough. Fair enough. True enough. Fair enough, Kat. Uh, okay, so, Mage, you want to read last week's poll question? Yes. So last week we asked you, do you think that Theotar going to six mana will reduce his presence in the meta? We had 23 votes. Thank you to all of you that voted. And with 65.2% of the votes, you said, yes, we will see a reduced presence of Theotar uh, once that mana changes into effect. 30.4% of you said, no, you do not think he will be any less present than he is currently. And 4.3% said, unsure. So Think think we want the yeses, right? We want the yeses to mm-hmm. be right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It just needs to be yeah. more impressive, you know. At least, like, <laughs> I get hurt a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I feel like no is is where like I want to lean to answer that, but I hope it's yes. I I don't know. I we probably will see Theotar a little less, but I think it's going to be. In part because because he goes to six mana, and in part because we're gonna see Death Knights added in plus a whole new expansion. So like, I, I just think combined we'll see a little less of him. But but if everybody's uh, playing Death Knight, then it might actually swing the opposite way for a little bit. It could. You can steal your opponent's Death Knight cards. I mean, there was a lot of Renathal and a lot of Theotar still in that uh, Death Knight show match. To be uh, fair, stream, so. to be fair, they had a limited access to things, so like, you know, sure, yeah, and they were only playing Death yes, Knights, so like, exactly. you know, maybe once it opens up to the <laughs> the broader class pool, then maybe things will be different. Exactly. So you gotta you gotta figure. Hopefully, that this will do something. But um, okay, so let us move on to the news this week. Uh, Big news, Blizzard is suspending Hearthstone game operations in China on January 23rd, 2023. Excuse me. Activision Blizzard has confirmed that the operating agreement with NetEase in China to run Blizzard's game services is soon expiring, and they have not yet come to any agreement uh, to renew. The following applies to the Chinese servers for Hearthstone. New uh, new sales being suspended in the coming days. March of the Lich King set will be released later this year. Blizzard's president, Mike Yabara, states that they are looking for alternatives to bring their games back to China. So, And that goes for everything Blizzard's doing. Diablo, 
Overwatch. Yeah. yeah, it was Diablo Immortal was the only one not on the list because they're going through oh, it's not NetEase but a different that I can't think of right now. <laughs> uh, but Diablo Immortal was the only one, but everything else uh, is with NetEase. So, yeah. And I mean, it's it's kind of sad, like, for a lot of the Chinese players. I know I was seeing some stuff on Twitter, and, you know, especially at a time when it's, like, right in the middle of, like, reveal season and people are getting hyped for the new expansion. And then it's, like, all of a sudden oh, by the way, well, you're not going to have, you know, you're not going to be able to play in January. It's like, oh, well, that sucks. And I I feel like China has some of the most amazing, like, competitive scenes and competitive, Mm -hmm. like, tournaments, especially, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, if you've seen the stuff they hold, like, in person, the stages are just amazing. The production and all that is just, you know, incredible. So I, I hope that they do find something that can, you know, be established or some sort of agreement with with somebody else or something but that's uh that's really kind of heartbreaking to see that especially like right after we also saw the um was it game dev guide dev that's what guide dev um say that he's not able to keep up with the uh, accessibility mod for the blind community and then we saw Blizzard kind of say, okay, after all the support, we'll really be putting resources into making that part of the game. So it was like, oh, no, we're losing community. And then like, oh, yay, Blizzard's doing something. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, now we're losing the whole China community. Dang it. <laughs> like, can't keep up. I think I feel like that's a, it, that is definitely a much more complex issue that I am not jealous of whoever has to solve that one. No, because it's like, it sucks to lose all those like creators and the, you know, just casual players who enjoy the game. But on the other hand, there are so many complex political issues that are way beyond the scope of just assessing cards. Um, and it's just, it's a big stinky issue. Mm-hmm. That's what it seems like. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. Latest constructed bundles in the shop. We have Witch Jaina bundle. It's a new Mage Tears 2 skin with five uh, five Mage card packs. We have Mummy Morgul br- bundle. Uh, these are both a thousand runestones, sorry. New Shaman skin, tier two, and five Shaman card packs. And there are two Battlegrounds bundles also available. So you have Battlegrounds emotes, Foodie Fund for 300 runestones, six new food-related uh, Battleground emotes at a special 40% off holiday rate, um, and then Battleground skins, 100 runestones each, four new food-related epic Battleground skins, uh, Yog Ramen, <laughs> Pasta the Pirate, Food Pyramid, and the Wood-Fired Lord at a special 50% off holiday rate. So these are also hilarious. Um <laughs> the best. Mage is just shaking his head. <laughs> just, yeah. It, I'm shaking my head because it is terribly terrible, but also brilliant at the same time. And if He's you gonna... go and you look at these, the, the portraits are ridiculous looking, but great. And the emotes are fun. And yeah, it's just ridiculous. 
Like, typically, I would never buy any sort of, like, you know, just skins or pretty things if it's not going to, like, actually help with anything in the game. But something about Food Pyramid just, like, really warms my heart on how stupid that sounds. And you know what? Like, I might just have to grab it because of that. Okay, and and Yog Ramen is literally just, like, a bowl of ramen, but then he has, like, six eggs for his eyes, and it's hilarious, and I love him, and I, yeah, I haven't, I haven't touched runestones at all. I have not done anything with runestones, and I am really, really tempted with some of these. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Mm, you know, I've been getting more into Battlegrounds lately, and I'm like, okay. Yeah, you got the fire, the wood-fired lord. He's a pizza. All right, he's a he's pizza Ragnaros. <laughs> you got Yog Ramen. I mean, come on. These are so good. I want them. I want them so badly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, they are. They all hit on a different level, that's for sure. <laughs> so. <laughs> it really I, seems like the easier you make them, the better they're going to sell. So mm -hmm. I really appreciate their efforts here. Exactly. I agree yeah. a million percent. So I mean, the food-related card backs mm -hmm. are the best. Like, some of the absolute best. So, food-related, yeah. you know, Battleground skins. I'm like, mm, okay, I think... <laughs> I think I can do this. I think I, I, I think can we can these. make this work. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, I can honestly tell you, if you were like, okay, what sort of skins would we need to create to really make you want to get them? I don't think food would be near the top of my list. But then you see these and you see the names and you see the pictures and you're just like, oh, Jesus, this is this is too much. <laughs> how can how can I say no to this? This is fantastic. That's, I feel like, you know, okay, like the food related things and then like the baby cute versions of things are like, they've got to be like some of the top sellers, <laughs> I swear. Yeah, between that and like the Murloc ones, though, when they did the Murloc skins for all the heroes, it was just, yeah. The Murloc falls into the category of just making it as stupid as possible. And so, like, you know, that really just hits home on a lot of categories that I think people truly enjoy. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, Dragon Rider, you want to hit us with tournaments? Yeah, so really, we're we're really just kind of in between tournament stuff right now, um, especially for, for Standard, for Constructed. Uh, there was a post on Twitter today from HSC Sports, um, which basically just said that they're, you know, getting other details together. It could have been because of the announcement of, you know, the uh, kind of cancellation of the the system and stuff for China with, you know, that that being an issue. So not sure exactly, but they did say essentially that uh basically confirmed <laughs> in a roundabout way, but said December ladder will not count uh, for qualifying for the first master's tour or the first lobby legend of the year. So I guess that means confirmed master's tours and lobby legends <laughs> happening next year. Uh, that's, that's the info we got. Uh, December won't count. So I guess um, enjoy the expansion and your holidays, everybody. <laughs> Woo. Enjoy world too. Yeah, that too. So. But uh, we'll get info in the coming weeks. So I'm sure probably by the time we are getting that world, hopefully they'll be, 
you know, getting that info out probably a little later than they intended to, but you know, we'll, we'll have it at some point in the couple coming weeks. Exactly. So, all right, well, let's go to our main topic and we will talk cards again. Um, so 118 March of the Lich King cards have been revealed. Um, so on the 18th, it was mage. 19th was warrior and demon hunter. 20th was priest and shaman and warrior. 21st was rogue and demon hunter. And today, as we're recording this, November 22nd was priest, rogue, and hunter. So we have... What was it four classes that have all ten of their cards revealed besides uh death knight um and we're gonna kind of do the the round table thing again and talk about a few different cards that have caught our interest so I will go ahead and weed this week or this this time and I will start with a extension of what I talked about last week. And um, the first card I wanted to talk about was Arc Splitter, which is a mage card. It is a three mana, three, two minion death rattle. Add two arcane bolts to your hand. Um, the, these arcane bolts seem to be getting a lot of support. <laughs> and I just have a feeling um, they we're going to see a lot of arcane bolt mage moving forward in the very near future and i really think the cards that are adding extra arcane bolts to the uh to your hand are super cool so um yeah i just i just think it's a very cool minion and i think it's uh just a lot of fuel for for a burn deck so i i really enjoy it so that's why i wanted to talk about arc splitter Anyone? I'm slightly worried about the death rattle aspect of it. Mm -hmm. I think it's probably still going to be pretty good, but if that were a battle cry instead of a death rattle, oh, I would really, really like that mm -hmm. card. I mean, it'd but, be pretty busted like, at three mana. Probably. Yeah, probably. Brand yeah. and Arc Splitter getting the... Oh, that would be gross. <laughs> or Arcane yeah. Bolts. Like, oh, Bran. But, um, no, I love it. And I also love, you know, um, obviously this card isn't an actual mech, but anytime they do mech-ish looking cards for mage, they always look like really bitchin'. So I think it looks kind of badass. It does look like it has two laser cannons for hands, so. Right? <laughs> like the it cousin does. of Gaia. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Okay, Dragon Rider, what's your first card you want to talk about? Um, that is a priest card, actually. I know, I'm kind of uh, shifting gears a little bit there, but uh, let's talk about Animate Dead. Okay, this is a one mana shadow spell. Resurrect a friendly minion that costs three or less. This card seems super cool. I'm excited for this. I think it's going to fit in some different priest decks, which I think is also really cool. Uh, the couple that come to mind immediately are like an aggressive style, like Shadow Priest, similar to what we've seen in the past. Uh, maybe even there's there was quite a few like uh, undead cards and kind of undead death rattle synergies for Priest as well. 
uh, maybe an undead or even like an undead somewhat, you know, shadow priest uh, could be a thing. And I definitely think it fits in that. But I also think you could probably just play this in something like wig priest, bring back some of your early minions in wig priest. Um, it's a cheap spell that you can play, you know, to get back some of your great minions, but it also works with some of the other things. I mean, cheap spell for handmaiden or, you know, whatever you just need to, to cast an extra cheap spell uh, for your priestess, things like that. So I think this card is really, really good. I was going to say like wig, wig priest. And if you get the card uh, where your spells cost one less. Radiant elemental. Dead, yes. And then you get to put your wig uh, spells on the card that maybe you originally wanted to do anyways. Because I think there are some like benefits of specific cards. I can't remember what they are off the top of my head, but I know from having played it, like you definitely want, it's more ideal to have your wigs go on certain cards rather than others. So that it's, does look like it's going to be pretty good. Definitely has the uh, the vibe of like Rally and um, back when you still had Sethic and the uh, Norsedam or whatever, the Weaver, the three mana one that made spells cheaper after you cast one. So, okay. So I wonder if this would be any good with the Haunting Nightmare, this other new card for priests that it's a three mana undead death rattle haunt a card in your hand when you play it summon a three three so if you could get the haunting nightmare dies gives a three three to a card in your hand then you resurrect this and it can give another when it dies it can give another card in your hand but three three it, it seems like kind of what you were talking about dragon rider that if you were doing something a little bit more low to the ground with the with kind of an aggressive uh tilt to it that this, this could be a way to get extra minions on the board yeah definitely could i'm <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna test it in some different ways i think i'm like i see so many potentials for this card already and i think do we have more priest cards still or was that the end of the... I think that was the last of the priest cars, right? Yeah. They've got okay. 10 yeah. revealed so far. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. It's, I'm excited for it. That, like, it's a good point. On a lot of these cards, you can see how they'd fit into, like, a certain type of deck for that class. But uh, the Animate Dead does seem like it's going to be able to fit into a lot of different ways that Priest has um, to work out. I would say so. It's just a really solid um, priest has a lot of good low tier or low cost minions. So like being able to bring one back for one mana, like you said, my, my mind went to Radiant Elemental as well. So that's just something that it's a one mana Radiant Elemental essentially too. So like you might be able to do a lot of stuff or if you already have one on board you might be able to spawn a couple extra of them and get like really go nuts so like it does seem like there's a lot of potential with that card so okay um mage what is the first card you'd like to talk about uh i want to talk i i i'm always interested in weapons and, and what weapons look like. And, and this is actually a spell that we're going to talk about here first, but it gives you a weapon. So I feel like it kind of counts. 
It is a four mana warrior fire spell that Sunfire Smithing. It says equip a four two sword. Give a random minion in your hand plus four plus two. So you're getting a hand buff and a four two weapon all for four mana. This feels to like I'm sorry. Back in my day, you paid four <laughs> mana for a four two weapon, and that's all you got. You didn't get to buff a minion in your hand that well, too. True silver what? What is go yeah. what what is going on here? Yeah. Oh yeah. I healed my face for two for two health and I liked it for, for four mana. It's like this seems to me to be like really, really good. Now, I don't know if it actually is going to be good. I don't know if it's going to see play because, you know, maybe there's something a bit more synergistic with some of the other weapons that you want to play as Warrior. But if I'm just looking at a standalone card that seems really powerful, that does a lot for the mana cost, this is that card. And so... I don't think this is flashy necessarily, but I think this is a card that's good enough to see play because it gives you a big weapon and gives you a hand buff all for 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 one low price. I mean, we like you said, we we've been paying four two for you know four mana for four two and we were fine with it before. Now you yeah. get that weapon and you get the hand buff. So like it seems Historically, it seems good. Like you said, I don't know if it's gonna where it's gonna see play, but it seems fine to get eight damage for four plus a four-two hand buff. So, like, I, yeah. I I definitely see this potentially see this getting slotted in pretty easily. Plus, there's that yeah. uh, warrior minion that gives your um your weapon plus one plus one. So potentially, like a five-three. Uh, mm-hmm. Because I think that cost card cost uh, three, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So on yep. turn seven, having a five three weapon—that's what that asinine druid weapon, or not even not druid weapon. What's the unstoppable um, uh, force? The Rakara weapon? Uh, maybe, yeah. And so it's like that could be insane if you're able to get those out in like a timely manner to work together. But yeah, yeah. Well, this isn't your grandma's Hearthstone anymore. That's no, right. We're, it <laughs> we're moving up it's, in the world. We got <laughs> Death Knights, and we got you know four or two right. weapons with hand buff. It's just oh, That's crazy, right. broke my mind. Oh, uh, I I absolutely love this card too, though. Like I yeah, when I saw this, I was like, okay, and and honestly, just like the priest card that we just talked about, I think this card can fit in multiple warrior archetypes too i mean i could see this being in a somewhat aggressive like maybe there's some pirate deck that you know like you have weapon buffs and stuff in that like uh, smarms was just talking about you can put it in the like enrage warrior deck that's going around right now um you know put buff something in your hand buff Olgra or something that ends up having charge uh you could probably end up seeing this in uh, a, like a new variant that really tries to just go in a little bit more on buffs. Um, like it's just, it seems like there's so much potential even getting this kind of buff on. I think there's some uh, taunt synergy cards in warrior that were revealed as well. Okay. 
you have uh, some taunt minions or something in your in your hand. I mean, Last Stand was one that was previously revealed. Draw a taunt minion, double its stats. Then you follow up with that, get a, a weapon, and give it even more stats. You, I think there wasn't there something for like, uh, you play it and it summons taunts for you and some other stuff. Like, there's all sorts of stuff that's going on with what, that. What if what if you hit the this silver fury stalwart, the six mana four eight taunt with rush that can't be targeted by spells or hero powers? This suddenly becomes an eight ten for six mana, <laughs> and it can't be targeted by spells. Yeah, good luck yeah. getting through that thing. <laughs> yeah, it's just, again, it's another card where, like, I see absolute multiple potentials for that card. Like, I, I agree with you, Mage. I think this card is, it doesn't seem flashy, but it's it's going to be, it's going to be very strong. Could be good. Could the, be good. The only thing I, I, the only downside of, that I can think of is that it does not, tutor off of the weapons expert so like it's a spell so you don't you right. can't draw it from either the quest yeah, or weapons expert or you don't and you don't get the bonus if you uh dredge it with the obsidian uh i was the two drop the obsidian uh, where's it i'm sorry the thing that dredges and gets a bonus. Obsidian <laughs> yeah. Smith. Okay, it's Obsidian yeah. Smith. Sorry about that. Yeah. But so, so I'm not saying that's that's like a deal breaker. I'm just observing there is a small downside to it. Yeah. I and and like because it doesn't like the weapon is just going to be this generic four two weapon. So there's probably weapons that have some more synergy. Like you know, if you're playing Enrage Warrior, you probably want the Enrage weapon. Uh, and being able to do stuff with that. But this just, I feel like this is just a good enough mm -hmm. value into a single card that, you know, if you're not specifically looking to get the the uh, the value or the synergy of the weapons that are currently in Warrior, this is just a fine card to just put in the deck if you're like, I'd like to have a Warrior, I'd like to have a weapon in this deck. And I, you know, I'm not specifically tutoring it or anything like that. It just, I need to, I, I, I want to have something like that. And so this is how you, how you could accomplish that. Yeah, definitely. Well, okay. I kind of agree. Oh, sorry. I was no. about to segue into my card, uh, if that's okay. Um, yes. The other benefit of that is it does count as a fire spell, which they are adding a lot more spells to Warrior than I have ever played Warrior with. Um, so... The card that I was wanted to talk about was, I'm going to butcher this, I have no idea how they want it pronounced, uh, which is like great on me for picking a card I can't pronounce, um, but Thori Belor? It's like a... That, that uh, sounds right. Yeah. Uh, so it's like a... Uh, it seems to be based off of a uh, phoenix bird type idea where it is a four uh, mana four four where it's has rush but it has a death rattle of go dormant cast a fire spell to uh revive and then this is the first time that i've necessarily seen them put a limit on that and so it reminds me a lot of um rat king with beast random side note i've seen a lot of people get rat king tattoos which if you know what an actual rat king is is like the grossest concept i think i've ever thought about but Anyways, moving on from that, um, you know, that beast card is super powerful when they like 
are able to have it uh, go dormant and then like revive. So I think it could be kind of cool and not necessarily something that I'm used to um, in the whole like warrior sphere. Um, also, yeah. a horrifying side note, uh, their little like tagline for it is mascot of QFC, Quelthos fried chicken. And it's like, okay, if, so this is a bird. You're giving it fried chicken, but this is a bird that gets reborn. It's like horrifying the concept of like, you're frying up a bird that like reborns itself and comes back alive. Like, does it come back alive with like the breading on it? Like, what are you guys doing to this poor bird? <laughs> Anywho, yeah. sorry, digress. Oh. My bad. A, yeah. See, they don't eat that one. That's just the mascot. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I might not think of fried chicken the same again. <laughs> I talked about rat kings. I'm sorry. I'm just hitting a little, like the ballpark. No, it's, you know. I, I th I think the comparison of Rat King is a really good one, and I think the the benefit that it this has, um, I mean, this is an elemental. Not really sure if there's like elemental synergy in Warrior, you know. Maybe if you put it in like Shaman or something, there you could do something with it. But um, this feels like you can control it a bit more because it's when you cast a fire spell, uh, you get to revive it. So you could you know, cast a fire spell like that Sunfire smithing, revive it, rush it in and kill it, play another fire spell, revive, you know, and revive it out of dormant and then rush it in again. So like you get to control it if you're, it does have that limit, but still seems really cool that like you get to kind of control, control that. Whereas your opponent can kind of control the Rat King stuff, depending on what else you have on the board with, with their trades or removal. So yeah, this one's really interesting. I agree. And yeah. Oh, go ahead, Mage. I was going to say there's four fire spells just revealed in this set. And, you know, you've got two of them are two mana. Sunfire Smithing is four mana, but then you have Light of the Phoenix, which is draw two cards, costs one less for each damaged friendly character. So that could be like, you know, it can be all the way down to zero cost. So there is the possibility that you could like trigger both its revivals, you know, the very, you know, the same turn if you, if you wanted to do that. And yeah, or you, or you can kind of space it out. You have that kind of luxury to, to do to kind of hold off on it a little bit if you're like trying to play around a board clear or something like that. It's just super interesting because like you said, you control when it when it um triggers so it's just it's always very like it's cool that you get that control like because rat king obviously like we said like your opponent can influence that and like set it up in ways so that you're able to take the rat king back down so it's not you know so it doesn't get to trade on on your turn or whatever but this is solely in your hands so like I think it's a super interesting card. Okay. All right. Now let me segue back into my cards. Um, and I'd like to talk about a rogue card. And it is Noxious Infiltrator. It is a four mana, two five, poisonous, 
Battlecry. If a friendly undead died after your last turn, deal one damage to a minion. So it is poisonous, so that kills that minion. So it is essentially uh Vile Spine Slayer, something like that, some assassinate, you know, it's a two five with poisonous that also I assume if you're gonna play it, you probably had something die. Um the the couple undead cards we've seen so far are interesting for Rogue. Um, so this seems like a very, very, very interesting and cool board control tool because it's just like, oh, yeah, undead died. Bam. I take, you know, I take the tempo back. I swing the board back. Uh, you could shadow step it. Like, it's just, it's, it's so much, it's so much cool control for Rogue. I really, I thought this was a super cool card. Like, just, it's very unique in how it works. But it's still super powerful. I forgot about the shadow step and how amazing that would be. So I I guess I didn't realize that that, that one damage would be poisonous as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that, that becomes huge. Uh, on As long as the thing doesn't have a divine shield, then you're just going to come in and murder anything. Um, which is like super nice. I'm thinking about the the few minions that get super gigantic and there's like no way to clear them with like a reasonable um what's the that colossal that has all the taunts with it and it gets like beefier every time you kill one of their minions does anybody know glug 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 the gulper (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) that happen on like where i just get like absolutely wrecked by that and so you know like this noxious infiltrator seems like a nice maybe that's only like a severe edge case for all the wonderful ways that this is going to be useful but i can imagine like that would be my perfect use case of this card it's it's also a two five that has poison that you have to deal with too so like you potentially take out a minion for with the battle cry if something undead died the previous turn and then they have to deal with this big butted minion that has poison that you know is not going to be easy to kill either so yeah that just seems like yeah you're just it's gonna get shadow stepped and you're gonna get it played on you multiple times and and you're just gonna hate your life at that point (laughs) man i don't I don't think I'm as high on this card as all of you are. I don't know. Like, I saw this and was like, okay, like, cool. You can you can get the poison. But I, I also think the fact it's a battle cry. So, you know, yeah, it has that poison. But you do have to make sure that you play it from hand. Maybe you can shadow step it. But you do have to pay for the four or do something fancy beforehand to try to, you know, play some other spell. And then the next thing you play is cheaper or whatever. Isn't that the whole point of code is to play something sort of fancy and get these things? Yeah, kind of. Um, I don't know, though. Like, I just that requirement of having a friendly undead died after your last turn for that battle cry to even trigger is, I think, what's really catching me up. Because, like, I just, when I think of undead stuff, I really am not thinking of rogue and playing those things and yeah there's a couple of undead that did get revealed for rogue but 
are you playing those in the same deck as this infiltrator? Because those are kind of working with like death rattle things. And like, I don't know. It just, it feels like I don't know where it fits because of that undead requirement thing along with it. So it's, it just seems like it's maybe asking slightly too much for, for me to just be like, oh, this is a, an absolute amazing card. I don't know. Maybe in play, it's going to be like just totally broken. I don't know. Yeah. We dragon s- rider, dragon rider playing the fun police. Jeepers. <laughs> <laughs> we still have six cards to go. <laughs> Show me a good uh, undead that Rogue wants to play, and maybe we'll talk then. (laughs) No fun. No fun for you all. (laughs) Okay. Well, Dragon Rider, then you tell us a card that's fun. Let's let's hear it. That's right. Okay. How about Shaman? And we're going to talk about uh, Prescience, which I made myself laugh when I was recording my YouTube video on this card because... (laughs) I looked at it and I said, pre-science. And then I started saying everything else. And, and then I stopped and was like, I don't think that's how that is pronounced. <laughs> so then I had to like completely like pause and then restart that part of my video. So I, I think it's prescience. Uh, it it's is. a four. Yep. <laughs> okay. Pre-science. Let's go. Ooh, no no more for science again. and chat. It's pre-science. <laughs> Four mana shadow spell for shaman. Draw two minions. For each that costs five or more, summon a two-three spirit with taunt. Now, you could take off that whole like last sentence on this card, and I would still like it. I think shaman has really missed draw in the last uh, couple of sets. And, you know, I mean, we talk about a lot on this show, and when we talk about cards... Being able to draw and tutor specific things, this is specifically minions, I think is is very powerful. And again, like I said, for Shaman that kind of has been missing draw, that draw factor, I think this is fantastic. If you do get that bonus, it's kind of an upside, uh, but, and, and there definitely are some good minions and, and things that you could play that are going to be five or more. But I think just the, the fact that you're getting to draw two minions alone is is amazing. Yeah, you're tutoring specific things. And more than likely, if you're playing this, there's probably some specific minions that cost five or more that you really would like to get into your hand. Uh, and you're doing it right before the turn when you could start to play those cards, too. So it... it and. The two, three spirits with taunt allow you for you to kind of hold off a little bit if it's a turn six or a turn seven play. So yeah, there's there's a lot to like about this card, I think. Yeah, for sure. And as we've yeah, I mean, specific tutoring is generally considered very good. So like it's you know what you're getting. Um, at least, you know, to an extent, you're drawing minions, so like it's going in and thinning out your deck for specific things, and if you have a bunch of big minions, then you get a couple free taunts for it. it. It's again, that's not super flashy, but it does something, does it well, and you can count on it, which is a lot when you're shuffling a deck and randomly drawing. So, okay, yeah, I don't think I have anything clever to say besides like. 
I am excited so much for Shaman upcoming. I think it's going to be a blast. And I think there'll be like multiple different ways to um, incorporate it. So it'll be exciting. Wait, is, is Rock Gill five mana? I just thought yes. about that. So <gasps> yes, Mage is like excitedly shaking his head. Like, yeah, oh my sure God. Is. <laughs> okay, Prescience turn four into Rock Gill on turn five. Yeah. Nice. That'd be amazing. Okay, Mage, your next card. So I'm going to talk about another 4-2 weapon because 4-2 weapons are amazing. But <laughs> this one, oh boy. Demon Hunter, legendary weapon. Four mana, 4-2, Soul Eater's Scythe. With a start of game effect that reads, consume three different minions in your deck leave behind souls that discover them. So th this is really, really interesting and really cool. So there's some details that Celestalon posted on Twitter about this card. The effect, the start of game effect here happens after C'Thun the Shattered would split. So he's, so this card will not eat your C'Thun if you happen to be playing C'Thun uh, the Shattered. Neither the minions chosen by the Soul Eater's Scythe, nor the Bound Souls will ever appear in your starting hand or in your mulligan. Discovering a minion from a Bound Soul removes it from the pool, so you can't discover the same minion more than once. Once you've discovered one of those three minions, it's then removed when you, when you find and your next Bound Soul. Your opponent sees that you got uh, that your Soul Bound Scythe some minions, but they don't get to know what they are. And you, you're, if your opponent happens to steal one of your bound souls, it will be empty for them unless they happen to be running Soul Eater's Scythe themselves. So the fact that this minion or this weapon at the start of the game consumes three of your minions, and then you have the ability then to kind of discover which one you want when you when you get one of these bound souls, when you draw one of these bound souls is just really interesting and very flavorful, I think. And so I, I, I don't know about you. I'm really excited to see this card get played. So I am not good at Demon Hunter at all. I will full on own up to that. But even I'm excited about this and the mechanic of how it works. Um, just because I think it is so interesting. And plus, like, the support in Demon Hunter for running no minions in your deck. And so you get to essentially have the best of both worlds on, uh, you know, having some really cool minions if you need to. And then you find which one exactly you want, like, whenever you have the, uh, the discover soul thing. So, um, I don't know. I mean, it seems very good because to this, um, your uh, relics still happen. You can still run your relics and your locations. So, like, it's uh, it, it it has a lot of potential. I'm interested to see what other cards they're going to support. Um, but it's definitely a very cool effect. We haven't seen a something like this before so it is extremely unique it's as mage said it's a 4-2 weapon which we know to be good and it has some other benefits of 
you know, taking three minions, and when you find the, the souls, you get to pick which minion you want to add to your hand, which is super nice, because if you hit it at the at an ideal time, you get to be like, okay, this is the minion that will help me here, so I'm going to draw X. Like, I'm going to draw Z-Leg, or, you know, I'm going to draw uh, Jace. I mean, Jace, Z-Leg, or the, the first two minions that I thought to put in, in there, because Jace doesn't, you know, drawing Jace is, like, never something you want to do early on. So, like, potentially stalling that until later. Um, so, yeah. This is my absolute favorite card that has been revealed in this set. Like, I think this card is absolutely amazing. And... I, I will say I am honestly a little bit concerned because it is a start of game effect. And I feel like most of the start of game effects that we have had in the game are pretty good. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, I do worry. And like, the fact that it's a start of game effect as well means that you could just never even draw this weapon and it doesn't matter. Like, okay. If this... Huh? Oh, I was saying it just still functions how you want it to, like, which is exciting. Yeah, and I mean, so, like, having the weapon itself, you don't have to rely on drawing this, especially because it's a legendary. Uh, So you don't have to rely on drawing this. You don't have to rely on a battle cry with this or, like, a death rattle. You know, it just, it's going to happen at the start. You can really think about how you want to build your deck. There's other synergies with it. I mean, it's just, it's it's so good. It, it also means that those minions aren't technically in your deck during the game. So things like the patchwork card that was revealed, not going to eat your minions <laughs> from your deck because uh, they're not minions. They're going to be hidden as spells. Uh, so yeah, this is just, this seems super, super amazing. The, the flavor text, by the way, if you haven't looked at it, would you like these souls for here or to go is is actually <laughs> fantastic gr- as well. <laughs> the animation looks really cool, too. There, there was a little mm-hmm. video. It's like this at the start of the game, like this pops up, you see your three minions and there's like a scythe animation that goes through and like cuts the cuts the minions. And it's yeah, it's, nice. it's pretty, pretty amazing looking. Very and again, cool. the fact that your opponent doesn't see the minions either oh so good (laughs) okay and finally smarms what is the final card we're going to be talking about this evening uh so mine is another warrior card um and it is a five mana four five uh disruptive spellbreaker And the reason I want to talk about this I'm not sure how if it's going to be like amazing or not but it's such a unique and specific mechanic that I thought it was worth kind of chatting about. So it's called Disruptive Spellbreaker. Um, At the end of your turn, your opponent discards a spell. And so that, like, they don't just discard anything. They discard a specific spell. So I can imagine, like, certain situations where this is just going to be murderous to certain decks, particularly if they don't have good card draw and are running mainly spells. Um, because then how are they going to deal with it? Like they have not a lot of damage and a lot of different ways. So like, um, 
I just thought it was really interesting. And once again, going hitting into the warrior, once again, I'm not used to warrior having spell related anything. So for this to be such a specific card, I thought was kind of interesting. It is. And it's always going to, like, it always feels like even if it doesn't survive more than one turn, like one turn is probably going to be enough. The disruption, um, you don't get to pick it, but it's a random spell. Um, so unless they play the sun well, it's something they put in their deck and, um, or venomous scorpid, obviously, randomly generate something but um i mean obviously there's going to be misses but there's going to be a lot of hits too like i mean think of like hitting like a scale of anixia or a miracle growth against druid you know a relic of dimensions against demon hunter you know there's a lot of different good hits you can do with this and it's still a four or five body um so like it's just, it's super interesting, and, like, it feels like it could be a very clutch card. I don't know what kind of warrior deck's going to want to play it, but, like, I think the the effect is super cool, and it's super interesting to me. Yeah, I, it's, it's weird that, like, I'm trying to decide, like, it, it's understated for the mana cost, so you're paying for that discard effect. And you don't know necessarily how disruptive that's going to end up being. You probably can only suggest that it's only going to only going to probably discard one card. So is is that like one or so mana that you're giving giving up to have that discard effect going to be worth it? And you know, if you see a lot of decks that are like built around you know, comboing some spells or something like that, this this could end up being an actually a pretty decent disruption card uh disruption card. And the fact that it's gonna be cheaper than Theotar now means you could actually run this instead of Theotar to uh to yeah, you don't get a copy of it, but you don't give anything to your opponent either. So um, it's true. Yeah, there there's definitely some some ways in which this this might might get played and and be and actually be fairly decent. You're right. Yeah, I okay. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's it's a five mana four five. I don't know if we if we actually stated that. Okay, mage though. You said it's a little understated, but it's not because you always play that sunfire smithing turn four, and it Ooh, hits this so. <laughs> You're actually playing a five mana eight seven. Eight, seven. There you go. <laughs> and then okay. disrupt it and then getting rid of a spell. So that that's the trick. You gotta you gotta do it in the right order. <laughs> and then you're exactly, good. <laughs> it, it, exactly what sort of like uh card dance do you do to make sure that the smithing Sunfire Smithing hits um, this card? Well, I don't, I mean, some sort of like fire dance, right? That's It's Sorry, all fire yeah, spells and like a phoenix, sense, like some, yeah, some sort of like, uh, I don't know, like island fire dance. I don't know. Yeah, that's what, that's what we need to do. <laughs> uh, I assume it's a blood, the blood elves chicken dance. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. 
but I you know it. i i like this card too i mean the fact that you're getting at least the one effect it creates a minion on board that your opponent kind of has to answer or that effect is going to happen again uh it's not a legendary so you can run two in the deck so you could get this effect twice you know if you get both minions down i don't know yeah i i think this one's super cool i like this a lot if you're into card disruption, like opponent disruption, th- this this is definitely a card for you. So if you want it's... them to rage quit, then yes, there you go. This is the king of the rage quit cards. Like, and I can oh, play- I just yeah, I just carded this really good spell that I needed, and now I'm just gonna let the turn rope out because I'm so upset, and then and then you'll see your opponent left at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not always going to work perfectly. There is the randomness to it, but I think it is good enough to where, even for, like, the mediocre cases, it's still kind of a fun thing. Muted. Uh, Oh, yeah, I muted. Ah, (laughs) ha. There we go. Gotta hit that mute button before I start talking. So, okay, well, that will do it uh, for our main topic. And now we have to hit a more somber and sad note. So I'm going to send it over to Mage here and we're going to just going to do it. Yeah. So um, this is going to be my my final show. Uh, I am very, very sorry to say this. It has been an absolute pleasure talking to all of you and and, and my fellow co-hosts over the last couple of years, but um, I'm not having as much fun in the game as I was, and there's, you know, some other games going around, and I've got a new job, and I, I just don't think that this is something i can i can keep doing right now because i don't i don't want to be the person that is talking about a game i'm not playing and that's not fair to you it's not fair to my co-hosts and so i i i'm leaving you all in very capable hands and uh they they are going to continue to do to do uh and talk about the game that that you all love and uh i'll just be around the internet and you know talking about some other things so um, it's Dragon Rider, Cat. You. It has been an absolute pleasure to have you as co-hosts over over the years. I am very sad to go. This is um, not a day I was expecting to have happen, but it is. We we are here, and and uh, I think that you guys have uh, a co. We. I. I'm going to stop that. <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. Um, it's definitely, um, it's a, it's extremely sad day for me because you've been there since, since day one. And um, you helped, you, you were a part of this show from the very beginning. So it's, it's, it's sad to say that I'm going to be the last one standing, but like, I completely, completely respect the decision and if you're not having fun with the game anymore then i think it's you're making the right decision for you and um we we respect you and and you will be 
you will be very very much missed and um it's it's sad to say goodbye but nothing nothing is permanent nothing is permanent and um it was an absolute pleasure getting to talk hearthstone with you for the past three plus years it really was and uh i i'm i i'm very grateful to have had you along with me on this journey um obviously can say that for dragon rider as well but she'll still be here next week so (laughs) yes Uh, i i owe you you specifically i owe a huge thank you because you you took a chance on me i had not been a podcast host before before uh we started this and uh you you took a chance on me and it worked out pretty well i would say i have had an absolute blast talking with you yes i would i would definitely say so dragon rider turn it over to you i told myself i wasn't gonna cry and i started crying before majel's even done talking um (laughs) dang it I just want to turn that that thank you around to you, Mage, because I feel like you you gave me something when you guys invited me onto the show, and that was the confidence in me that I didn't even have in myself, and that has gone such a long, long way in the things that I have done since joining this this show. And I, I feel like I owe you so much. And just being able to, to talk about the game and become friends with you over this time has, has truly been incredible. And I, I've seen you grow so, so much as well over, over this time too. Because, you know, I think when, when we first were starting, like the three of us, you, I, I think you beat yourself up. Maybe more than I beat myself up, and that's you know sometimes like that, that's, that's an our accomplishment, right? <laughs> you know, um, and I, I mean at one point I still remember like you got the eleven star bonus multiple months in a row, and you still were like oh, I'm not good at this game and just all this stuff, and it's like yeah you are though like mm-hmm. look how far you have come and grown and. You know, I feel like you all brought me on as, you know, the, the supposed kind of expert on the show. And I feel like there was a while there that you you were surpassing me and, and you were the expert on the show. Yeah, you're shaking your head, but <laughs> I think so. But, you know, it's it's been incredible uh, to just to see your journey. And, you know, I am so appreciative for for everything that uh, you have done and our and our friendship and that uh, you know both of you have allowed for me on the show and it's it is it is sad but i was like i'm not gonna cry it's gonna be okay we're gonna gonna maintain the happiness and then he started talking and i just lost it (laughs) i remember early on when after you joined the show after we got done recording an episode one of the one of the best things i i think i and along with along with cat i think the best thing we ever did was tell you talk more mm-hmm. you yep. you need to talk you more. did you, you did. are you are the expert you are really smart you have a very good perspective on things and you just need to talk more and then we kind of like 
kept drilling that into you for like the next <laughs> yes, <you> few did. <laughs> episodes to make sure that you would talk yes. because it was like we yeah. would be talking and it's like you need to talk you are important you have a great you've got lots to say and that's why you're here is because you have lots to say and i think that was the best thing that that ever happened to this show was getting you on and getting you talking because mm-hmm. once you did it, it it really showed so uh yeah i as as much as you're thanking me it this this was all you you did you did it well i you you will be missed mage and you can you can bet your ass that I will be listening to your comics and time podcast that I can mm-hmm. still hear you talking every week. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Very much so. So um and that brings us to Smarms as we have offered her the position as co-host, host our third mic and the Doctor 3 podcast and she is graciously accepted so thank you for being here for the past couple weeks and and welcome to the your permanent spot here so thanks i'm obviously like super excited it does feel a little bit like on great british bake-off if we did the um the the announcements in reverse it's like and after (laughs) that and very heartwarming thing here's this like random piece of tidbit you're gonna have to hear me for a while but um no I'm be obviously beyond delighted and I um you know it's obviously very sad that it's because uh Major Death is leaving but I am excited to be around and to provide the exact opposite of what Dragon Rider provides which is the technical expertise I'm here like look at the pretty colors guys <laughs> have you thought about how dumb this oh. color is yeah I will say you are filling the exact role in that you also severely underestimate your own abilities mm-hmm. and exactly. skills and I will be here every week to show you otherwise and convince you that you are actually a much better player than you think you are <laughs> Maybe I'm glad we could keep that consistent yeah. between yeah. between yeah. all yep, exactly. <laughs> nothing else. Yeah, gotta like keep that, that going. <laughs> the more things change, the more things stay the same in the, in I'm this so regard. Um, exactly. Yeah. So it's a it's a it's a very very somber note for me. Um, just because like. Oh, it's just it goes back to, it goes back to you know starting starting this up and just not really having a full idea of where I was going with it and um you know we started with Nicolaius and then it went we went with Mage and like then it was Deliver and Mage and then it was Dragon Rider and Mage it, but Mage has been the constant since the very beginning and i am i'm i you've grown a lot as a podcaster too your other content is delightful so um it is definitely great to see you go out there and spread your wings i will i will definitely miss hearing from you on a weekly basis so and that's not to say I'm not gonna mm-hmm. eventually find my way back to Hearthstone. It is, it is 
my very first card game and I've got, you know, a Wales collection to this point. And so it, it feels a little weird to be kind of stepping away from it. So, you know, I'll be, I'll, I'll be around, and talk, you know, we've got this, this really great Marvel game that, that I'll probably be talking a lot about on Twitter. So if you, if you like that, hopefully maybe I'll get an opportunity to, to talk a little bit more about that in some, in some regard, but I, I, I still hope and still plan on trying to interact with you guys as much as I can. But it's not, it's not going to be the same as getting to 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 like have a time set aside every week where I know you're going to be there. And I remember many weeks where I didn't feel like doing a podcast, but then I'd get on the on the call with you two and we'd start talking. And by the end of it, I had a smile on my face, and and the that I definitely am going to miss. Yeah, exactly. I I am going to miss that as Same. well. Yeah. So, <sighs> okay. Well, it's time to to bring this into the station. Mage, do you want to read the final your final poll question? Sure. For for one last time, I'm going to read a poll question for you for this week. Uh, we have 118 cards that have been revealed. We have four classes besides Demon Hunter that have had all their cards revealed for March of the Lich King. And we want to know from you, which of these classes that have had their cards revealed are you most excited for? Is it Priest? Is it Warrior? Shaman? Or Paladin? Vote, tell us what you think, and we will share the results on next week's show. Speaking of the show, you can find us on Twitter at Dr3HS. Email us at Dr3HS at gmail.com. Follow or join our Discord by following our top pin tweet. Uh, you can find myself on Twitter at Alkaline underscore cat and twitch.tv forward slash Alkaline cat. Dragon Rider. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Donnie DK. That's D-A-W-N-I-E-D-K. And Twitch, YouTube, TikTok, all those things. Uh, Dragon Rider TCCG. Mage, one one final plug here. So you can find me talking about D&D, Marvel Snap, other games I'm playing, random thoughts, at Mage of Death. If you're interested in Marvel Comics, interested in the MCU, please come check out my other podcast, Comics Over Time, where we talk about all things uh, Marvel and MCU related. That is on Twitter at Comics Over Time. And both of those addresses are the same on Hive Social. So if you're looking at vacating Twitter, I am on Hive Social, as is the podcast. Perfect. I need to move. I need to move Doctor Three over there. But we do. I am there as well. So, and Smarms, where can we find you? Uh, both on Twitter while its corpse is still shambling along, and Twitch at Send Me Your Arms. Um, and then I guess like I'll go and create one of these hive things. <laughs> Everyone's pressuring me to do it. I guess I'll you know succumb to. <laughs> Be a cool kid. Come join oh, yeah. us in the hive. Oh God, yes, I will. <laughs> okay, well, it's been 
it's been an emotional roller coaster this this episode, but thank you. And as always, you've been listening to Doctor Three. With feeling. Boom.